with the Lord. You'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, on this Thursday morning. Yeah, it's about 29 degrees here in East Kentucky, outside my window pane. But we're glad that you've joined us today. Hope you will stick around for the entirety of the broadcast because we got some stuff lined up for you. From uh, having just a little bit of a trivia question to having 60 seconds with the pastor, Commonwealth Minute will be coming up a little later. And then at the bottom of the hour, we will be having our teaching sessions. So we're studying in the book of Revelation, chapter 13. And of course, we always want to make our announcements so that everybody can be informed what's coming up at CAC and PAC. And one of the things that we're having is CAC Christmas Ornament Exchange is coming up Friday, December the 1st. That's tomorrow night at 7 p.m. And that's going to be in the dining room 
of Cornerstone Apostolic Church. The men's meeting is the first Monday of the month, which means it will be Monday, December the 4th at 6 p.m. Also, we'll be celebrating our online celebration Tuesday, December the 5th, as we celebrate 10 years right here at CAC Daily iCast. Started broadcasting back in 2013, Monday through Friday. That seems like a long time ago. And then the CAC Christmas program is going to be Sunday, December the 10th at 6 p.m. And then there's going to be a trip for our youth. They're going to Archer Park to see the lights and events there. So that'll be Friday, December the 15th. And the van will be leaving the church at 5 p.m. Also, Christmas party at the Community Center in Phelps, Kentucky, December the 21st, 6 to 8 p.m. Waivers are in the back of the church, and parents of children 18 and younger must submit a completed form before the party. Also, we have our CAC New Year's Eve celebration coming up Sunday, December 31st, 9 p.m. to after midnight. So keep that in mind. And we hope to see you in any and all of those events. Also, Pikeville Apostolic Church will be experiencing our Christmas ornament exchange. And that will be Saturday, December the 2nd, 12 p.m. at Gettyland in Pikeville. So there you go. And then, of course, we do have our prayer requests. And we want to always remember to pray for all of these on the list but I mentioned the last 10 so that we can uh, kind of get an understanding of those that's added on and have been added on since our last broadcast, and we have had some added on. So we want to uh, remember Selena Bryant, Skyla Charles, Joyce Justice, Charles Wolford, Karen Fuller, Stephanie Evans, Scotty Belcher, Stephanie Casey, Lakin and Eli Polly and Dwayne McCoy. Let's remember all of them in prayer. And um, we want to, uh, I got one more I want to mention. They're, they're on the list, but they're up on the list. And I just want to remember Shannon Pruitt in prayer, uh, that the Lord would just move in a mighty way for Shannon. Shannon's in ICU in dire need of a miracle. So let's remember all of these. And if you have a prayer request you'd like to make known just by uh, putting it in the uh, in the comment section, the chat room, uh, wherever you know that you want to place it, you can also call in at 606-282-4108, or you can email those to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up today's broadcast. Lord, we come before your presence and thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here this morning on this platform. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us to utilize this platform wisely. Help us, Lord, that we will always lift you up in everything we say and do. I pray that you would bless each and every one who's watching today. Maybe they're sick in body. Maybe they need provision. Maybe they need job opportunities or some other uh, provision they need. I just pray, Lord, that you will show your power of provision and supply their needs according to your riches and glory. I pray also, Lord, that you would touch each and every one. Shannon Pruitt, I pray that you would just give her her miracle that she needs. I pray also, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way 
for each and every one that needs a touch, spiritually, physically, or mentally, that they might receive it by looking unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. And Lord, I pray that you would just go into the homes of each and every one as we study your word, we'll receive your word, and we'll become doers of the word. And Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we give you honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Well, we certainly appreciate you joining us today, and we um, finally got all of our uh, computers back up. It took one computer 24 hours. My, my Windows computer, it took 24 hours for it to come back up, and I had to uh, revert back to a previous uh, backup so that it would uh, boot up. So just one of those things that happened. And, uh, of course, uh, that can happen in any operating system, any computer system. We always have the, um, the things that can happen unforeseen. So we went through uh, a couple of uh, one broadcast and one teaching session and started out yesterday's broadcast without it, but it just came up and everything started by the time we got to our teaching session. So we're happy about that. And uh, I like it when everything works smoothly. I'm one of these, I know I'm probably OCD and a lot of things uh, haven't been diagnosed with that because I'm not, I mean, I don't really freak out if something doesn't happen, but I'm a person that likes to have everything running smoothly. I like the audio to be good. I like the video to be smooth. I like for all of our uh, you know, transitions and all of our graphics to be smooth. And uh, if it's not smooth, well, it just irritates me a little bit because I know that uh, when I'm watching a video and I'm uh, watching some uh, church or I'm watching some person do a podcast, if it is not smooth and if it's not good quality, I don't stick around very long. So that's why we want it to be uh, somebody says, I'm a perfectionist. Well, I just want to do the best I can, especially for the Lord, right? Well, looking at our weather, well, it's going to be a high of 58 today, and it uh, looks like that uh, it's going to be a low of 36 tonight. Going to be 56 tomorrow with rain. And look at Saturday. It's going to be 64 degrees. So, yeah, 64 degrees and uh, thick uh, cloud cover. And then if we just kind of scroll down and look at the upcoming, enjoy the weekend because look at Monday, 49 with rain and then 48 and then Wednesday, 41 with a bit of snow. I know, I know, I hear you. A bit of snow in the morning. So, yeah. Well, it is that time of year, you know. So we might as well get used to it and uh, realize that uh, we just got a few more days of good 50, upper 50s, low 60 degree weather. Well, let's just jump right in and uh, get, uh, I've got, well, let's look at our current radar conditions. You can see that right here in East Kentucky, there is nothing going on, nothing but sunshine outside. So that's what's going on in our little corner. 
But uh, you can see a little bit of uh, maybe in the corner of your screen down here uh, that it's uh, kind of coming this way. So uh, that'll be here um, maybe tomorrow. And so just keep that in mind. So if you got something you want to do, a lot of people decorate outside this time of year. Well, it's time to do it because it's going to turn rainy, going to turn cooler. And nobody likes to be outside hanging up lights in the cold weather, right? That's why I don't even decorate. I don't like getting out, hanging them up, and then I don't like having to go out and take them down. So uh, I just don't do it. But uh, sometimes my wife does a little bit of, uh, I call it porch decorations, because it's all just around the porch area. Well, anyway, uh, we're glad that you've joined us today and hope you'll stick around because we're going to jump right into the reading of the Word. We're reading in 2 Kings chapter 14. 2 Kings chapter 14. In the second year of Joash, son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel, reigned Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah. He was twenty and five years old when he began to reign, and reigned twenty and nine years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jehoaddan of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, yet not like David his father. He did according to all things as Joash his father did. Howbeit the high places were not taken away, as yet the people did sacrifice and burnt incense on the high places. And it came to pass, as soon as the kingdom was confirmed in his hand, that he slew his servants which had slain the king his father. But the children of the murderers he slew not, according unto that which is written in the book of the law of Moses, wherein the Lord commanded, saying, The fathers shall not be put to death for the children, nor the children be put to death for the fathers, but every man shall be put to death for his own sin. He slew of Edom in the valley of Salt ten thousand, and took Selah by war, and called the name of it Jokdiel unto this day. Then Amaziah sent messengers to Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, king of Israel, saying, Come, let us look one another in the face. And Jehoash, the king of Israel, sent to Amaziah, king of Judah, saying, The thistle that was in Lebanon sent to the cedar that was in Lebanon, saying, Give thy daughter to my son to wife. And there passed by a wild beast that was in Lebanon, and trod down the thistle. Thou hast indeed smitten Edom, and thine heart hath lifted thee up. Glory of this, and tarry at home. For why shouldest thou meddle to thy hurt, that thou shouldest fall, even thou, and Judah with thee? But Amaziah would not hear. Therefore Jehoash king of Israel went up. And he and Amaziah king of Judah looked one another in the face at Beth Shemesh, which belongeth to Judah. And Judah was put to the worse before Israel, and they fled every man to their tents. And Jehoash king of Israel took Amaziah king of Judah, the son of Jehoash the son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh, and came to Jerusalem and brake down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim unto the corner gate, four hundred cubits. And he took all the gold and silver and all the vessels that were found in the house of the Lord, and in the treasures of the king's house and hostages, and returned to Samaria. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoash, which he did, and his might, and how he fought with Amaziah king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Jehoash slept with his fathers, and was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. 
and Jeroboam his son reigned in his stead. And Amaziah the son of Joash king of Judah lived after the death of Jehoash son of Jehoaz king of Israel fifteen years. And the rest of the acts of Amaziah are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? Now they made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But they sent after him to Lachish, and slew him there. And they brought him on horses, and he was buried at Jerusalem with his fathers in the city of David. And all the people of Judah took Azariah, which was sixteen years old, and made him king instead of his father Amaziah. He built Elath, and restored it to Judah, after that the king slept with his fathers. In the fifteenth year of Amaziah the son of Joash king of Judah, Jeroboam the son of Joash king of Israel began to reign in Samaria, and reigned forty and one years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He departed not from all the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. He restored the coast of Israel from the entering of Hamath unto the sea of the plain, according to the word of the Lord God of Israel, which he spake by the hand of his servant Jonah, the son of Amittai the prophet, which was of Gath-hefer. For the Lord saw the affliction of Israel, that it was very bitter, for there was not any shut up, nor any left, nor any helper for Israel. And the Lord said not that he would blot out the name of Israel from under heaven, but he saved them by the hand of Jeroboam the son of Joash. Now the rest of the acts of Jeroboam, and all that he did in his might, how he warred, and how he recovered Damascus and Hamath, which belonged to Judah for Israel, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Jeroboam slept with his fathers, even with the kings of Israel, and Zechariah his son reigned in his stead. I just love the bass in that song. I'm a semi-bass player. No, I don't drive a big rig and play the bass. <laughs> but listen how smooth that bass is. I wish I could get my bass to sound like that. I guess it's in the player anyway glad you've joined us today and it is time for us to do a little something we like to do this portion of the broadcast have you got a minute well if you got a minute then you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Acts 4 and 12 says, Neither is our salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Salvation is neither hard nor complicated. Even though many different ideas and religious beliefs try to frame what you have to do to be saved, well, we must look into the Word and find the truth. Let the Word of God frame your thoughts and life. And 
And that is 60 Seconds with the Pastor. If you got a minute, well, you got time for 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Also, we'd like to let you know that uh, if you want to receive updates and information concerning this broadcast, maybe we got a cancellation, rescheduling, technical difficulty, something happens, we can't get on the air, and you're sitting there in front of your laptop, PC, smartphone, or tablet, and you're saying, why is not the broadcast on? Well, all you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, and uh, you can find the information there, or just simply get your phone out right now and text at CAC Daily to the number 81010. It's simple. It's easy. No one ever gets your cell phone number, not even me. So join today and start getting texts and updates from this broadcast. And uh, we have several people that are on that list, and they get informed when we don't have a broadcast. Sometimes our schedule doesn't allow us. Sometimes we have technical difficulties. You never know why we can't get on the air here in East Kentucky. And you can start getting that information simply by texting at CAC Daily to the number 81010. What time is it? i tell you what time it's it is. Time. It's time for another CAC Trivia Question of the Day. CAC Trivia Question of the Day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps radio and television broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question, how many books in the Bible are named after women? How many books in the Bible are named after women? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. Well, we do have the results, and the question was, who is the only Elizabeth mentioned in the Bible? Well, everyone got that correct, 100% of you. It's the mother of John the Baptist, or you could have said wife of Zacharias, but the correct answer was all of the above, and that was found in Luke chapter 1, so 100% of you got it correct. And you can get today's correct. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page, click on the link. Remember, if you don't do that, it don't take you to where you can actually answer it. And you got a one in three chance of getting it right. So how many books in the Bible are named after 
women. All you got to do is go to this Facebook page, whether it's CAC Daily, CAC Phelps KY, or any of the other Facebook pages that we have. You can always find it right there, and you can answer the question, and then we'll have the results on tomorrow's broadcast. Well, looking outside my window pane, looks like it's about 30 degrees, and uh, looks like today is uh, going to be sunny, and uh, it's going to be uh, sunshine about all day long, and then uh, maybe some clouds coming in because we do have some rain in the forecast for tomorrow. So high today is going to be around 58. So not going to be a bad day. And tomorrow, 56 and rain, well, we can handle that. And then 64 on Saturday. And then, uh, as we said, when you when you start looking at Sunday, 61 degrees. So we'll take that. But uh, the bottom drops out on Monday. So, yeah, we just got to take the good with the bad. And after it, after all, it, it will be tomorrow, December the 1st. Can you believe that? December the 1st. Oh. I know. This year's about gone. So, yeah, it's about out of here. And uh, so uh, I guess we might as well get prepared for winter to set in. But uh, let's see what we can get into. Uh, we like to take care of this. Uh, Richard Nelson, the executive director of uh, the Commonwealth Minute, asked me if I would play his uh, little segments, 60-second segments on our broadcast, and I said, why, certainly. So here we go with the Commonwealth Minute. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. Indy Gregory, an eight-month-old British girl, died after a court-ordered doctors to remove her life support. Gregory's parents wished to take her to Italy, which granted the baby citizenship in an effort to convince British judges to allow her to live. But British courts decided that further treatments of her likely terminal disease were not in her best interests. Against the pleas of her parents, they required the doctors to end treatment. This is an alarming case in a line that the state dare not cross. Government is not God, nor does it possess parental authority. Regardless of the likelihood of success of further treatment, the British government took an innocent human life. And while this happened in a foreign country, it's a warning for us to guard against this kind of injustice and to keep it from ever happening here. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. Well, if it happened in Britain, it'll happen here in the U.S., and there's already been talk about this, and people's laughed about it and laughed it off and act like it wasn't really going to become a reality. But now we see that the British court makes uh, the hospital take a child, an infant, off of life support because the court thinks the child could not get any better. And so, uh, you know, we're entering into some uh, murky waters here because um, what's going to happen when they look at you at 80 years old or me at 80 years old and say, well, you know, you're 80. Uh, we don't need to do this procedure. Just just let nature take its course and, uh, and, and not treat you. 
Well, a lot of people laughed about that when it was first talked about in the U.S., but here we see the British are doing it. And when the British do something, I don't know why we're so mesmerized with the British way of governing and health care and gun laws and other things. But, uh, yeah, we are. And so get ready. Things and times are a-changing. Well, that was the Commonwealth Minute brought to you by Richard Nelson and the Commonwealth Policy Center. Well, uh, we just got about a minute, and then we got to take our little break. But this is um, going to, uh, when we celebrate on the 5th of December, that's just a few days. That's on Tuesday of next week. We're going to be celebrating our 10th anniversary. So we're going to be excited about that, and we want you to be excited about that. And we're going to talk about how we got started, why we got started, some of the things that's happened since we got started and what our vision for the future is. So you do not want to miss next Tuesday's broadcast. Also, this is episode 188 of this year, and this is day number 334 of 365. And, of course, uh, we try to get about 200 episodes in. So by the time we reach December, the end of December, we'll have over 2,100 episodes episodes and it's all because of you well it is time for us to take our break so uh don't touch at any key don't go anywhere because uh we need you to stick around just for a little bit because we're going to have our teaching session so don't go anywhere we'll be right back to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 Two eight two four one zero eight, 
or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast as we bring you just a little bit of church everyday home Bible study, 21st century style. Glad that you've joined us today. Hope that you will sit back and relax and uh, and uh, study with us as we study in the book of Revelation chapter 13, and we're going to start at verse number three where we left off yesterday And so we want to jump right in, and we want to uh, begin reading at verse number 3. It simply begins to say, And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. I think that's important to understand. Because uh, when you look at that, you begin to see how the world is going to be mesmerized by the beast. The world is going to find uh, this beast uh, so powerful, so influential, uh, so much in authority that the world will follow and worship. The beast, and I want to just kind of uh, bring that uh, in verse number four, and uh, it says, "And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies." And power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months. I want to stop right there because I want us to go to the Lord in prayer as we study today. This is going to be uh, lesson number 1,122 of our studies through the Word. And we want to uh, just ask the Lord to guide us as we study today. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here today to study your Word, to utilize this platform, to be able to uh, come together with people all across the U.S. and around the world. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us today as we study, that we will rightly divide the Word of Truth, expound it fully, And if we misquote, misrepresent, or otherwise uh, don't fully expound something, help us, Lord, forgive us of of our mistakes, and just help us to do uh, the things that need to be done so we all can have more knowledge of your word. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. Well, uh, one of the first things that uh, was shown here uh, was... um, the, the beast and his wound. And I want to just get back to that word beast just for a moment. When you talk about something being a beast, uh, you talk about something being untamed, uh, unbridled, uh, powerful, dangerous. Um, you know, we could go on and describe what we feel and maybe how I describe a beast might be a little bit different than the way you would describe a beast. But Usually when we talk about a beast and we start describing it, we begin to see it is uh, something powerful, 
um, overwhelming, um, able to do great things. And uh, sometimes people look and they look at somebody else, uh, maybe a person, they say, oh, they're a beast. And what they're saying is maybe they're a fighter or maybe they're, you know, build up and, and uh, you know, got their muscles built up and stuff. And they look at them and they say, oh, they're a beast. Uh, ever how you describe a beast, most of us don't think of a beast as being something we want to be around or, or that we want to worship. But here we see this beast is going to be worshipped. And, uh, and with that, uh, I think it's, it's good to understand that they worship the beast and uh, one of his heads is, uh, is wounded and it was, it was mortally wounded. And then all of a sudden, this uh, head wound, uh, this mortal wound, uh, all of a sudden is healed. Now, the recovery of the beast increases his influence, his fame, his authority. Because after all, if, if you saw that something was killed and it came back to life, you would look and say, there's something different about that. There's something powerful going on. So that's what they look. And all the world, it says, marveled and followed the beast. Now, I'd like to... Uh, uh, look in Revelation 13 and 12 and 13 and 14 uh, because twice later this recovery is mentioned in connection to the world's worship and devotion to the beast. Uh, I'm, I remember back when, uh, uh, you know, John F. Kennedy got killed. They said, oh, he's probably going to be that beast, that Antichrist, because he had a mortal wound to the head and he was Catholic, and he was this, and he was that, and he's probably going to come back because, you know, we look at all that and and we see how easily people are misguided, how easily people are uh, uh, persuaded, influenced, and that's why when we look at the whole world worshiping this beast and worshiping the dragon that gave power to the beast— it's not unthinkable because people are, are easy to follow something miraculous, something, uh, you know, one of the things that caused multitudes to follow Jesus was when he would do the miracles. That's what caused the multitude to follow him. Well, when the miracles quit and the crucifixion came, they was just a handful of people there to cross. So people love the supernatural. They love something that is greater than what they can explain. And that's why this beast is going to be not only followed, but worshipped. And uh, you may say, well, I would never do that. Don't underestimate what you would do in a crowd, especially if you keep rejecting Jesus now. And, and that's why I want to say, if you keep rejecting Jesus now, you know what happens? Your heart gets harder. And, it, and next thing you know, you will follow popular trends of the day. So when you look at this, 
and you see that the wound is healed, the Antichrist, this is talking about the Antichrist, who even imitates Jesus in his death. Now remember that the the Antichrist, and we can just say the devil, because the devil's influencing the Antichrist, um, always wants to imitate uh, the Lord, right? Always wants to imitate the Lord. For instance, um, the devil wanted to be worshipped, just like God was being worshipped. The devil wanted praise, just like God was being praised. He wanted to sit on a throne just like God was sitting on the throne. But you see, the devil always wants to imitate. He always wants you to think he can do anything God can do. Now, that's why when the wound happens and and this, this uh, head dies, one of the head is mortally wounded and dies, then all of a sudden it's healed that's trying to imitate Jesus Christ who was crucified and rose again on the third day. So the world will believe this. And you might say, it's, it's hard for me to believe that the world will believe this, but the world will believe this. Look at our world today, how easily they are persuaded to follow the wrong narratives, the wrong influences. And, um, uh, it will add tremendously to the fame and power of, and popularity, I should say, of the beast. So looking at verse number four, and I want to read this again. They worship the dragon. They worship the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast, or who is able to make war with him. Now, that's that's something that uh, uh, when they worship and they begin to say, who is like the beast, they're saying there's none like him. They forget Jesus has all power. The devil is a liar. So the beast doesn't have all power. And, the, and, and, and why people would look and say, who is like unto the beast? There's none like him. You know, that's another statement in the word of God. Who is like unto God? There's none like him. So when you start seeing these terminologies, and that's why it's important that you study the word, not just a chapter, a verse, but the entirety of the word, as I always say, you're to read your Bible. It is a fascinating book. So when you start reading your, your Bible and you start studying it, um, you begin to see some similarities of, uh, of this um, wording. Who is like unto the beast? Uh, who is like unto our God? So you start seeing some similarities because the devil and the Antichrist especially is going to appear as Christ. He's going to come on the scene and he's going to present himself as Christ. He's going to tell people he's Christ. He's going to set up a throne. I've got the answers. Who can, who can overcome this? Who's like unto me? All of these things. And people are going to be deceived. 
those that uh, missed the rapture, those that are just left behind are going to be deceived. Well, when we look at this, we see something important. They worship the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worship the beast saying, who is likened to the beast? Who is able to make war with him? It's kind of like, remember Goliath? Remember Goliath? How that uh, everybody was looking, oh, look at the champion. Who's able to, you know, defeat this champion? Look at him. And David just said, who is this? uncircumcised Philistine. Who is this? And and so David didn't look and say he's a champion. David looked at him as defeated before he ever went against him. Oh, some of us have got to learn that we've got to look at our our enemies, the things that come against us. We got to look at them as defeated before we ever go to battle. Oh, you don't know, Pastor, I'm going through this. It's hard. It's uh, it's difficult for me to keep serving the Lord. I, I just think I'm going to give up. No, you need to keep on praying. And look at that discouragement as being defeated before you ever attack it. But here we go again. The Goliath stood, you know, Send me out somebody to fight with me. I'll I'll just destroy them, basically, was what he was implying. And here we see that people's now worshiping the beast and saying, who is likened to the beast? Who is able to make war with him? So they worship the dragon who gave authority to the beast. As people worship this beast and bow down before his government, It may be that they do not know that they are bowing down to Satan himself, but it is worship of Satan nonetheless. That's important to understand, that when they're worshiping the beast, they're worshiping Satan. When you bow down to evil, you're bowing down to Satan. That's why last night I was teaching, and I hope I got the word across, uh, you know, uh, that the world is a strange land. And Moses said, I'm a stranger in a strange land. We're in a strange land right now. The the values are different. The the, uh, morals are different. Uh, Everything seems to have changed from what it used to be. And, uh, Understanding that, we see that it's easy to watch people bow down to evil and to bow down to compromise. But what people need to understand is when you do that, you're bowing down to Satan. That's right. Three Hebrew boys was not going to bow. They weren't going to bow. You know why? Because they worshiped the one true God. They wasn't going to bow to some image or some, um, you know, idol or some music that is honoring idols. And that's why we have to be careful about even the music we listen to. We need to listen to music that glorifies the Lord, lifts up the Lord, acknowledges the Lord, instead of listening to music that glorifies evil. 
and lifts up evil. So we see this, and and you can you can pretty well understand this, what I'm saying uh, that um, they're actually bowing down to Satan when they worship the beast. They clearly have been said to worship the beast and the dragon, but their worship of the dragon dragon is where we look at because the dragon is Satan. People, we, we call them devil worshipers. Now, there's always the pretentious people that just want to get attention. But there are true devil worshipers, just like you're a true worshiper of God. And what we got to understand, if you don't worship God, then you are worshiping the devil. If you're not serving the Lord, you're serving the devil. If you're not submitting to God, you're submitting to the devil. Because after all, did not the scripture tell us to submit ourselves to God and resist the devil and he will flee from us? So that means if you're not resisting the devil, you're submitting to the devil, which means you're yielding to the devil, which will result in worship. So with that said, Satan and the worship of Satan is becoming more and more popular each year. Even today, worshiping everything from money to power to authority, that's the draw to the beast. If you look at it, that's the draw to the beast. The beast has authority. The beast has power. Uh, The beast has influence has money. Uh, People are so easily, and and I look at this and I tell people all the time, uh, if you say you're having an evangelist come into the church to preach a revival, you'll have some people come out, but it won't be groves of people. It won't be a multitude of people. But if I was to say, okay, the president of the United States is going to be here on Wednesday, oh, you couldn't get in the door. Or if I was to say, uh, some big singer was going to show up, you couldn't get in the door. Why? Because people are drawn to money, fame, wealth, influence, power. They're drawn to that. And that's the drawing, if we can, if we can understand that, that's the drawing that we're going to get, or uh, they're going to get, I should say, That's the drawing that is going to draw people to actually worship the beast. Now, you might say that's that's pretty that's pretty astounding that people would be so wrapped up in that that they would start worshiping uh, the beast. But think about it: Uh, they worship and bow down to that authority, to that influence, to that power. They begin to just cry out, who is like unto the beast? Or who is like the beast? And who is able to make war with him? The world will simply be amazed at the power of the beast. And, uh, you know, uh, I think this is interesting. This has nothing to do with Revelation. But you know what they call the uh, 
the car the president rides in? It's called the beast because of its ability to resist attack and other things. Uh, so they, I just wanted to throw that in. It has nothing to do with Revelation. So don't leave this study and say, oh, Brother McKinney said that uh, the limo uh, of the president is the beast. <laughs> no, it's called the beast. It's not the beast. And, uh, and uh, you know, the president of the United States is, is uh, probably not going to have uh, any title in the end time. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But um, they believed in him so mightily that they thought he could not be conquered. And for a time, it seems like that's true. Because look at what it says. It says, uh, and there was given him a mouth to speak great uh, things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months. So he blasphemes Jesus. He persecutes people. And uh, it appears that for this short period of time, even though it's a short period, when you're being persecuted, you're being killed, or you're being uh, treated badly, uh, minutes seem like hours. So, so these 42 months are going to seem like a long, long time. But he's given power. He's given power unto him to continue 40 and two months. Now, they worship the beast. They worship the dragon. And simply because of the beast's might and power, they worship the devil and his agent, his influence. Be careful what you worship. Oh, I gotta, I got, so I gotta go uh, double back. I gotta earn more money. I've got to get more influence. I'm gonna run for this office. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Be careful what you worship. Because if you're not careful about that, you will quit worshiping the Lord to pursue other things. When's the last time you went to church? Well, it's been a while because I've been busy. Well, you're worshiping something else besides the Lord. Now, I know you've heard preachers say that all the time, and and uh, you just need to understand it's not a it's not just some uh, uneducated minister that's saying th those things. That's actually what is happening. So we see that uh, in Revelation 13, verse five through six. We begin to see, and I want to go to verse 6 because I want you to read this. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name. Notice his name. What is the name of God? Jesus. So to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. Oh, he's blaspheming those that dwell in heaven. Why? Because Lucifer got kicked out of heaven, so he's mad at everybody that makes it to heaven. I think it's interesting that, uh, you know, if people believe that you're going to be here through all of this, the great tribulation and all this, then, uh, you know, who's them that dwell in heaven? I'm just throwing that in there. 
But uh, he was given a, a, a mouth to speak great things and blasphemies, and he was given authority to continue for 42 months. So he blasphemed against God, blasphemed his name, his tabernacle, and those that dwell in heaven. Now, I'd like to break this down because not only is he blaspheming the name of God, he's blaspheming the tabernacle, the church, the dwelling place, if you will, of God's people. And then he's even blaspheming those who dwell in heaven. Now, you say, well, the church is already gone according to what you're teaching, and, and that's true. But also, we got to understand that when God deals with the Jews, the Jews are going to be, uh, you know, going back to tabernacle worship, and, and you need to study about that just a little bit. But uh, when you think about it, the blaspheming is against everything God uh, is. Blasphemes his name. Blasphemes his tabernacle. And blasphemes his uh, people that dwell in heaven. All that dwell in heaven. Everything from angels. I'm pretty sure the devil was mad at the two-thirds of the angels that didn't leave heaven and go with him. Well, I see their time is, is up. I want to start tomorrow on that, uh, on that uh, portion of Scripture that talks about he was given authority to continue for 42 months. I hope that you, as, uh, you have uh, seen that while we're studying this and while we're going through all of this, that we're seeing how that the devil is always wanting to imitate, always wanting to um, distract. He wants worship. Well, he's going to get worship. That's true. He's going to get worship. They will worship the dragon. They will worship the beast. And the beast is going to blaspheme everything about God. His name is tabernacle and all that dwell in heaven. But people keep worshiping. Pretty sad, isn't it? That people can see the evil and all that goes on and they're unaffected by it. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we end today's broadcast. Lord. I thank you for the word. I pray, Lord, that I have rightly divided the word of truth, expounded it fully. And, Lord, if I've made any mistakes, misrepresentations, or anything like that, forgive me, Lord, and help me to make it right. Lord, I only want to teach your truth. I only want to teach your word. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way, that we would all understand the book of Revelation as we move our way through, that you will give us the revelation of your word. Thank you for letting us know who you are, your name, your power, your authority. There is none like you, Lord. And we acknowledge that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
Well, I certainly hope that you have enjoyed the teaching session today. I've enjoyed bringing this to you, and uh, we hope that you are um, studying along, taking notes, uh, studying even further than what we're studying. I hope you're uh, wanting more knowledge of the book of Revelation because I feel that it's very important that we understand uh, what is coming up on this earth, and the warning is to be ready or in such an hour as we think not the Son of Man cometh. So we just have to be ready. Whether you understand Revelation, whether I understand Revelation uh, in the futuristic events is really not uh, all that um, you know influential as far as salvation is because salvation is we love Jesus now. We serve Jesus now. We submit to Jesus now and uh, take on his name the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. And that's why the devil's going to blaspheme the name of God. He's going to blaspheme his tabernacle, and he's going to blaspheme all those in heaven. Well, I want to serve the Lord. I want to serve him, and I want to honor him. And so, uh, yeah, I want to do what what is right in the eyes of the Lord. Well, we do have our trivia question up and running. How many books in the Bible are named after women? How many books in the Bible are named after women? Well, all you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. Everybody have a great day. and Enjoy the rest of your day. Going to be a beautiful day in the neighborhood because we are out of here. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.